The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, Heckma Harrison, and Newey Scruggs. Let's make it happen, CB. Your eyes are not deceiving you. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I know you're thinking, like, what's going on right now? Everybody's in a different place, but, hey, man, we in the place to be. My man BC is up in here. What's happening? My man D-Mac is up in here. And NBC's own, was it 5, 6, 7, 8, 10 Emmys? Don't get it wrong now. Don't oh, 10 Emmys. Yeah, 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 yeah. My man, my man, my man. Emmys, the 10-time Emmy winning Newey Scruggs is in the <laughs> building <laughs> reporting <laughs> live from one <laughs> cowboy <laughs> way. You are now rocking with the best. This is the Players' Lounge in the SWBC Mortgage Studios. And, fellas, like I start this show, as always, uh, I need a mental check-in from all of you fellas, man, just to know how you're doing, how you're feeling. Nui, you you traveled the furthest distance this morning, so I'm going to start with you. <laughs> so the 11-year-old had uh, her first day at TC soccer camp, so you had to go sign up. They said get there early because the line is long. Nobody lied. It was a long old line. I didn't think I was going to be able to make it because of uh, the long line and get everything situated. But – Man, I give them credit. They had they they well oiled machine. You know, got the student athletes were were blessed the student athletes, man. man. Get that extra little dollars. But they were they getting lying. it done, man. So got her all checked in. Watched her look, you know, she lined up four drills. I looked at I said, man, I can make this. I'm gonna have to hustle. Hey, but but I think I can make it. At worst, I'll be Barry Church later. <laughs> and you got here before him. <laughs> you walked here before Barry. <laughs> got here before Barry. I was hoping y'all wasn't gonna say nothing. <laughs> so so BC, that's on you now. What you got? What, Man, how you doing, um, brother? I'm doing great. Doing great. You know, uh, about to go on vacation with the wife for a little bit. Man. So it's gonna be a good time and uh looking forward to a nice little break. Stateside. So, so, you're, so you're not gonna say where? Stay you know, you know, <laughs> Where the passport at? Come on, man. Oh, yeah. So, so we're going over to, uh, overseas for a little bit. Overseas yeah, for a little bit. Overseas okay. for a little bit. Like Mexico? Uh, going to Africa? Yeah. Uh, we're going to uh, Rome and uh, Sicily. Yeah, oh, Rome. oh, okay. Just, Make sure you get you know, your suit. a little north Africa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go see north. the Godfather house and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he done ever. Vince Lombardi territory. who got Tony in that season finale, you know. I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out. Bring it back, back something. Like I, I listen, I, I'm good, man. Quick story to sum up how my life is going. Listen, I'm sitting there, I'm talking to my, my daughter. She's two and a half, and she's, you know, acting up a little bit. And I was like, hey, Zoe, listen, daddy been being nice to you, all right? Do you want daddy to start being mean? She said, I could be mean too, daddy. All right, okay, all right, see where we're going with this, all right? So fatherhood is kicking in. I'm trying to find the fine line between discipline and, you know, trying to keep it fun. But, you know, I felt played at the moment. I felt like she tried me. She She did. She definitely did. She laid out as heck and take. She just laid out the way it's going to be for the next 16, 17 years. You know, she just let you know right there. That's one of the moments where you just laugh because I was like, wait, she said No, take it in. Take a mental note. She's telling you how this house is going to be. Some props. Shout out to you. She really just laid the groundwork. Laying the groundwork for what it's like to raise a daughter. And she, I mean, she's already up to on, up to speed on on how to get this yeah. done with you, Daddy. Yeah. You said one thing, and she had an ill comeback right behind that. <laughs> Wasted no time. Didn't even have to go into thought. About yes. it. Now imagine that. She's how old? Two and a half. Two and mm. a half. Oh, mm. well, wait till you add a teen to that. That's mm. right. Check, check my Instagram though. You seen she was running them hills yesterday. I see. <laughs> she was earning the water, bro. <laughs> <laughs> check back in 10 years. <laughs> check back in 10 years. That's how. Oh, you want to be me, huh? Come on out here to these hills. <laughs> okay, okay. 10 years, ten years she'll be watching. She was trying to She'll go out there and stand there. She'll go out there and sit and protest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not running. He ain't got the protest no. yet. The, nah, the protest nah, don't. She like cookies and ice cream. Yeah, hey, they gonna tell her mama. <laughs> what did you do to Zoe? <laughs> Look, man, <laughs> cookies and ice cream and everything in between. It was first Sunday last Sunday for me, and I'm sitting in church, thinking to myself, I'm like, as the don't even ask me why, but the pastor's doing his his sermon, and I'm thinking to myself, man, we got a disaster coming our way. The Cowboys. Oh, I'm in church. Oh, thinking. 
disaster is coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That man focus all. <laughs> it just you take it to hey, church with you? I did. I did. Oh, I don't take the cowboys. Hey, it it just popped in my head. It just popped in my head. I got my crack and my juice and all that, but you know, it's first Sunday, you know. They said pray for your neighbor. Pray for that. Pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me and Dak. Because I man, I had the thought in my head. I'm like, you know, this cap space problem that we're about to experience. This may be the last look, and people have said this over the years, that this this roster isn't going to look the same. But with the guys that you have to sign, with Trayvon Diggs and also CeeDee Lamb, that could wreck you for sure, right? Uh-huh. And being a guy that's wrecked someone's cap, that's why I, about, <laughs> I got some cap records in the building. Rome and Sicily, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, cap record, cap record BC, Chacon still, still hadn't recovered from what you did to his pockets. <laughs> guys, when you think about this front office and the job that they have to do to get these guys signed, and I mean, I think for the most part, you're 16, I believe Cowboys, $16 million over the cap, under the cap right now. So they, they're not cash strapped. Mm-mm. Got $4 million you got to get your rookie signed with. So that's going to leave you right at about $12 million. But what's looming is the Trayvon Diggs. You have to get something done with him. Then, oh, by the way, behind that, C.D. Lamb. So, guys, I got to open the floor up and just ask you, how do you deal with that as an organization, knowing that you have maybe some market-setting contracts looming on the horizon? Well, um, good thing for the Cowboys. They got, you know, Will McClay here, and they've been able to draft well throughout these past couple years. But to me, that's the only way you get around this. Because in my understanding, you're not going to be able to pay, you know, um, what's this, Diggs, top dollar, and um, the wide receiver, C.D. Lamb, top dollar. And then you got a backdoor, and here comes Parsons, who's going to probably be the highest-paid defensive player when he's able to come up for, for his compensation. So, to me, you're going to have to draft well because those guys, you're not going to be able to get the, the curses, the, the hookers, the guys that are the, 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 play, the pieces around the stars out there to, to, to make this team what it is. So, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be extremely tough, but I guarantee you Diggs is going to be one of the you know top two, if not the top-paid corner in the National Football League. You know C.D. Lamb's going to want his bag as well, and we all know what Parsons is going to come when he comes around the corner. So it's, it's going to get capstracked here for a little bit, but they're going to have to draft extremely well because those you know bargain-choosing free agents here and there, they're not going to be able to get those guys when they, uh, those guys come up. Don't forget about Dak now, y'all. Oh, yeah. 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 No, no, that, that was that, but putting Diggs in, into perspective, you have J.C. Jackson that just signed a big deal with the Los Angeles Chargers. All right, then Denzel Ward. $100 million contract with the Browns. And so I don't, I don't think that anything other than that is going to be satisfactory for Diggs because at 24 years old, he's played in 90% of the snaps. That means he's going to be asking for, give me all of mine. He's taking the ball away better than any corner in the league these past couple years. Absolutely. How do you deal, I mean, how do you deal with that? I mean, listen. If, if we're looking at the future, I'm looking at some other guys who are taking up a lot of cap space right now who probably won't be here, all right? Because okay. what happens is when you sign those type of guys, then you got to let some other guys That's go, right. all right? So you got guys – I don't even want to say no names, but you got guys on the D-line who are making a lot of money uh, annually mm-hmm. who will probably not be on the roster if you have to sign all three of those guys, all right? You got to figure out what you're going to do with Dak as well. Probably going to extend them, but it's probably going to be a, in a way that helps you create some more cap, cap space. space. If you look at a guy like <clears throat> Jalen Hurts or uh, – uh, Patrick Mahomes, the right. way that, that their contracts were set up. So I know that there are going to be some creative ways for them to get it done. So I'm not really worried as much as maybe a heck. But I know there's some guys that I, you know, a guy that I talk about, he probably not going to be on this on this thing. And then some defensive line guys. So it'll look totally different, but those will be your mainstay guys. So they say, hey, man, I don't know what we're going to have around them with the curses mm-hmm. and the hookers and stuff, but we know we need to get Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Parsons signed. And then we'll figure the rest of it out later. Yeah. So and that, sorry. So you start looking, you know, I think to all right, your 2024 cap. You know, just looking at uh I, I go over here to spotrack.com and you start to say, okay, um chances of Tony Pollard making ten million next year? Slim. Okay. To none. Yeah, slim. Okay, so so you got that looking at Michael Gallup making thirteen million dollars next year. Um Brandon Cooks on the book for ten. You know, there's there's ways and you can you, people that you're looking at. You say hey, it may not be here, and they'll be here at a different. Uh, Leighton Vanderish, four point seven. There's ways that you can get guys down. I mean, your punter next year, twenty twenty four, making three point six mil. There's ways that they're going to look, cut, um, extend people. The cap will go up, so there's going to be ways around it. 
as every team in the league, you're going to have to make some tough decisions. Somebody's not going to be here. Right. We'll see. Play will determine who is here and who is not. Um, Jordan Lewis, you know, look at Jordan Lewis's contract. And, and just, you know, there's there's things that they – it's going to be guys that they just say, hey, and Stephen Jones, and, and I don't think they get enough credit at times, they're going to figure out who's got to be here, who's not. They're going to be able to make this. I think, heck, right now with this cap space, because somebody said to me, hey, man, what about D-Hop? I ain't trying to sign D-Hop as much as I'm trying to sign Diggs. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get Diggs or Lamb. I need to get one of these two under contract before or at training camp. That, that to me, would make me feel good. Because at the end of the year, what I don't want to do is to take Pollard's 10 from a franchise and have to throw that towards Diggs. It's going to cost you a lot more to franchise the corner. So I'd love to get – Digs done if possible from the Cowboys. Then you've got Lamb's contract. Of course, he's gonna want to you know get it done quicker. But Digs to me that that's the one I really would feel good about. But you have to explain how why you have the urgency on Diggs's contract versus on Lamb. One's longer than the other. Yeah, right. No, <laughs> one's longer than the other because of the way that they were drafted. Yeah, the yeah, second four year versus five. Yeah. Four exactly. Versus five. And so how they can extend him and they don't have the same luxury. But historically, the Cowboys have kind of drugged their feet at this particular particular time. We saw that with Dak's contract that ended up costing him more. Would they do the same thing with Diggs' contract where you know that they may franchise tag him? Oh. Now, that's a bad word, but that's how you kick the can down the road if you're the Cowboys. I don't know. With the, with the, with the quarterbacks, yeah, it, it, I think it's been an issue with them. Uh, ne- not necessarily with other positions. All right. I think D-Law, they made him do franchise tag twice, which it's a win yeah. <laughs> when you look at it, you know, in yeah. hindsight of like he was making almost 18 to $20 million uh, per <clears throat> with that one. But if you look at uh, – I don't remember specifically Dez's thing, but I don't remember it being that much of an issue to where – we were like, are they are they going to continue to are they gonna, are they going to sign the guy? We're not really sure. I think when you talked about Dak and those guys, Jerry and Steven know. <laughs> hey man, we gonna get it figured out. I think it's us in the media who's like, yeah, I'm I'm not really sure. Like we had a whole discussion about Dak for like a year. Yeah. yeah. And Jerry and Steven were like, hey, y'all y'all worried about the wrong thing. We gonna make sure we get this thing figured out. So I think I think they're okay. Um, but that's just me having that 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 hope <laughs> in the see. organization. I can see him playing hardball a little bit, though. Did I, can, I can see Diggs playing hardball. He got okay. the older brother who's who's been, you know, the highest-paid guy. He understands, like, you got to get all your worth. So, you know, he's feeding him little breadcrumbs. Hey, man, make sure you get the top dollar. Only, no discounts nowhere. So I can see him, you know, talking to his older brother, getting that knowledge in there and saying, hey, you know what? I deserve to be the highest-paid corner in the national football. Wow. And we understand what, you know, the Cowboys bring to the negotiation table. Hey, you got that star on your helmet. <laughs> you, can, you can get a lot more money off the field as well. So they're going to play hardball in my opinion a little bit going into this negotiation process but I'm with you D-Mac I think at the end of the day it's going to get done because they understand that this guy is a cornerstone of this defense he's young he's a productive guy out there so I think they'll get done but I can see them battling a little bit in negotiations when's the last time Jerry Jones lost a key player he won yeah that's yeah. never never it, and, the, and, and the truth is, they knew this when he set the record. So it's not like it's just coming up this yeah, year. Like, yeah, But yeah. Look, they've been in the room for a minute. Like, you know what? We know that we have this one, and we got a whole year, year and a half to get this figured out. Well, they they know. CeeDee Lamb on the other side, they've already extended the fifth-year option uh, for him. And CeeDee Lamb has already gone on record that Dallas is where he wants to be, but it is in the back of his mind. He's worried about it uh, because he wants to know, man, how do I fit into my position group? Well, in his draft year, you have a guy like Justin Jefferson that's going to kill everything yeah. when, it, when his time comes. And Justin Jefferson was picked after CeeDee Lamb, so Thanks. let that sink in. But when you see CD, do you believe that he's one of those guys that right now could reset the market, as you know that you're going to have to do with Trayvon Diggs. And how iffy is that and how important is this year for C.D. Lamb if he is going to get that market setting uh, contract? He better reset it before Justin Jefferson. He got to. Yeah, he got to. <laughs> because I think it's going to be hard for somebody to go in there and say, hey, man, I want more than this guy, just based off what Minnesota may do for a guy like Justin Jefferson. Yeah. And the record, the number, all that speaks for itself. And that's no shot at C.D. Lamb. One has just been 
way more productive than the other, right? Yeah. So I know everybody wants to have the, like, we're going to reset it and whatever, but I think whatever Justin Jefferson is about to get is going to be so outrageous that teams are going to look and be like, I don't know, Deshaun Watson. Exactly. That's what it's going <laughs> to be like. Gary <laughs> They might be like, nah, I don't, Yo. I don't know. But Because yeah. what, what, like, yeah. literally what Justin Jefferson has done over the last few years has been remarkable. Yeah. yeah. Historic. It, it, it's been historic level. CeeDee Lamb, and I kind of go back to what you said, wants to be here. So you at least have that, that you, in my mind, knowing that a player wants to be here, you can find some way to get there. Mm-hmm. Even with Dak Prescott, he said the whole time, I want to be here. And I still maintain that he believed that he wants to be here. I think there's certain guys who understand the power of that star. Oh, yeah. And the seven, you know, appearing national appearances on TV. I think, you know, CD, a Texas guy. I'm not worried about that one as much as I'm worried about Diggs. That's the one I'm concerned about. CD Lamb, I think they're going to find a way to get it done. And then, you know, if, yeah, if I'm Jerry Jones, Jerry seems like, hey, man, I'll lean on. You go to Dak, lean on your boy. Um, <laughs> but Diggs is the one I, I, I do worry about because I. I that's going to be a very interesting conversation. Yeah. And I just, that's, that's to me, and this, I don't know how you guys feel, and being way in here as well, how many years have they been searching to find a player like this? It's been a while. And he's a young player. <laughs> yeah, really. That's really been the last mainstay at corner yeah. for real. You know, this is not a guy that you can let out the building. Oh, well, we'll just get a comp pick and we'll go out. No, man, these dudes are hard to find. Yeah. They were very this is a passing league. I really put a priority on it. That, that to me, I would I would if I owned this football team, I'd be going, Hey, Steven, get this thing done, man. We cannot be out here searching for corners in the National Football League. No. Mm-mm. Not not when you have one this good this good. Mm-mm. Like, you, you can go search, and then you're going to end up with, you know, some mid-tier guys. But when you got a guy who can turn, take the ball over like that and continues to get better year in and year out, uh, with whatever was his weakness the year before, then you got to make sure you keep that guy on your roster. Um, and that is Trayvon Diggs. That is, there's no question about it. When you want, like, when you're playing the game and you're an offensive coordinator, you're looking at uh, Trayvon Diggs. You saying, I don't know, like, I don't know what routes we can run over there, but make sure, <laughs> right? Make, make sure before you throw it there, you're confident that your receiver is in the right position yeah. and you got the yeah. right velocity on the ball. Because if you don't, it's likely coming back and you're gonna be trying to make a tackle. And <laughs> Not, he plays, heck. He no, plays. he does. He plays. He yeah. plays. Doesn't miss games. Has played 90% of the snaps. Uh, and and just, again, based off of his numbers since he's come into the league, league leading in interceptions. So, you, like you said, you can't find that. And there's no one more polarizing as far as their opinion of a, of a guy's talent than Trayvon Diggs. A lot of people's a double move, you know, all the other things. But still is a playmaker on your defense. But the elephant in the room, guys, we're not just going to gloss over this because this is the elephant in the room, all right? And when I was a little kid, I used to go to the circus. And the guy with the big shovel, he'd be scooping up the poop. <laughs> Stephen Jones is right. Stephen Jones is right there with, with scooping up the poop right now. And you're gonna have to get Michael Parsons signed to a mega deal. Mm. <clears throat> you're looking at all these deals on right now at the on the horizon. Yeah. The big briefcase is the biggest deal that you gotta get done. Don't worry you, you got to. You got to. He's gonna be up there with, you know, the Aaron, Aaron Donald, right? He's getting like 30 some a year. And, and rightfully so. He, he affects games, you know, game in and game out. <laughs> and that's exactly that. what Parsons does yes. for his team. So I'm not worried about that. He's gonna have to not get right it now. Not, not right now. I'm not. No, you, got, you got some time. Yeah, I'm you got not, some not time. right now. You got some time. But it's coming. What what does Bosa get? That's the first thing. You know, what does yeah. Bosa do? Bosa's gonna go ahead and hit the market. And um I'm not worried about that one either. I'm really, I'm really not worried about the, these, the, right? These two, these two guys you got to deal with right now. I'm more three, Dak, Diggs, and 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 and, uh, and, and uh, CD and CD. I'm worried about that. Parsons will take care of itself. Even if all you got to do is throw a franchise tag on the guy. I mean, you can at least, and then he can do. What's it called? The sit-in. You can come to camp and sit in if you want to. I, I, I'll get to that when I can. These three are going to take more precedence and importance because how you get these three done will also dictate what your what how your approach is with Parsons. So you think this this team can have the highest paid corner, D lineman, 
quarterback possibly and wide receiver in the league? Uh, you had the highest paid quarterback. You uh, then you paid uh, Zeke, made him the highest yeah. paid running back. You uh, had Cooper tied the, the mark for for that. You, you know, you had D Law on the score. So you know that's been done before. And, 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 and you know, look how Zach, look Zach, Martin, with, Zach Martin, Zach Martin, you had Hearns. Yeah. You had you know you get all these players that you can't really. Build on because you're paying all those guys that money. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough scenario. That's where Bland comes in. That's where you pay a Tyrone Bland. That's when you draft a Tyler Smith. And that's what they've talked about is player development. That's why I said it earlier. You got to be able to draft. Yeah, I was going to say, outside of injuries, too, like Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderesh were two very good draft picks. Yes. Uh, yeah. They just couldn't stay healthy to, for the most part. But then you see Leighton coming back. So, again, this team drafts well. Yeah. Um, and then when you pay guys like that, that is going to have to be your main focus. Like, who can we get around them on a cheaper deal yeah. uh, to make sure that, you know, that, that we're still well, competitive? And I think they've proven that they are able to do that. In order to pay these players, we're going to have to pay some bills. We're going to take our first break and be right <laughs> back and talk about the ambassador, the guy that's going to be talking these guys into re-signing with the Cowboys, and that's Dak Prescott. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and pataya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back to the Players' Lounge. Join us for our Dallas Cowboys Juneteenth celebration in partnership with Miller Lite at Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium on Saturday, June 17th from 4 to 8 p.m. Enjoy live entertainment, play lawn games, and shop local black-owned businesses. For more information, visit attstadium.com slash Juneteenth. Back in action here at the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Heckman Harrison, my man Nui sitting across from me. Thought he was going to be late, but he was on time. Mm. B.C., yeah, you know. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna. I couldn't even think of a lot. <laughs> we all up in here though. Yeah, he, he on his time. He on his time. He always on his time. Hey man, if, his time. if life is good was a person, <laughs> my guy right here. Once he got away from Coughlin, he cared nothing about nothing. Right? Once he got away from Ty Coughlin, okay, my time. You get in your pockets. But fellas, this is the la- this is our final podcast, and then we'll be back 
after when once training camp mm-hmm. starts and knew it's going to be in California, you said you're going to Cali. Yeah, we got about a month. He'll be out there for a month. You look so yeah. sad. I know. Nah. Mm. He looks he, so he sad. trying not to incriminate himself again. <laughs> 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 the hotel is a nice hotel. Yeah. Nice hotel. Yeah, but you're there all day, man. That's the thing I'm tired of. Now. I just say you're there all day. All day, huh? So you mm. gotta get, you gotta be up on the road eight o'clock because you know how the cowboy fans are. So you gotta get oh, over yeah, there, yeah, so you get your, get your parking spot. You basically there all day, and it's not like it used to be. The, the hotel you used to be able to stay inside of the hotel, so they banned you, so you can't stay there. So you basically gotta come in and stay. Um, after the press conference, you might be able to get a lunch, a little lunch if you want to, but then you got to come back for the rest of it. But you basically, I mean, people think, hey, man, you out here? I mean, ain't nobody surfing. No. <laughs> I, I see the beach when I want, if I want to wake up at 7 and walk down to the beach because from the hotel, you can get there. But, you know, it's, it's an all-day thing, man. This It's not, it's not. Now, it, ain't what you guys do it, with camp. This sounds pretty bad, no. I ain't gonna lie to you. So, sounds like sounds like uh, California is horrible. Man, walking to the sounds beach. Sounds like you should think about just not going. <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. That won't work. And, then we, and we bookmarking this too, because when I'm looking at Twitter uh, while you out there, I, that's what I want. Oh, I don't want to see, see you pics. posting nothing you all day. The- <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all day. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna remember this. The minute oh. you post something that ain't that look fun. <laughs> Toes in the sand. Right. Got, got him again. Got him again. Yeah, man, tell the truth, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we gonna see. It ain't all surfing. Ice Cube once said, "It ain't L.A. Ain't all surfing, son." <laughs> all right. Well, the, <laughs> the NFC least has gone back to the NFC beast, and. Look, the conversation about Dak, it always somehow goes to a guy in Philadelphia. But I'm going <laughs> to not allow this to happen today. Uh, and, and the thing is, it's because it's going to happen anyway. Uh, the thing is, Aaron Rodgers has left, left the NFC and is now in the AFC. So the NFC is wide open for the elite quarterbacks. Tom Brady's retired. Aaron Rodgers moved on. And so now you have a bunch of young guns and now Dak and Kirk Cousins uh, in the NFC. Is this the year for Dak, guys, as, as you look at his career going into year eight? Is this the year for him to just kind of put himself into that elite plane? They've done everything for him as far as bringing in a, a talented wide receiver and Brandon Cooks. Your young guns are ready to go. Is this the year? And do you look at Dak and you survey the NFC and say he's one of the top in the NFC? And I'm going to start with you, just based off of that look you just gave. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think it's ever been a question of if he's one of the top in the NFC. I believe that he's been that way since his rookie year. <laughs> when, when him and Zeke made the initial connection, uh, I, I think he's been that way. I think it has been a little shaky um, throughout the years. He yeah. Two years now with injuries. One, he missed the whole season. Uh, then last year he had the hand injury and he missed five games. So you, you're looking at it and you're saying, okay, look, in order for Dak to now be the top guy in the NFC with a Tom Brady out, with an Aaron Rodgers out, he's going to have to at least go to the Super Bowl. Because, like you said, the guy up the street in the same conference, I mean, yeah. same division, just went to the Super Bowl, yeah. right? So the standard is there for like, hey, man, you want to be better than than whoever was the best? You got to make it to the Super Bowl. <clears throat> and I think that he does have the weapons around him. I think the question mark for if, is he ready and can he do it because you say he has all the pieces is the offensive line. Yeah. If you cannot protect Dak, Right, who has changed since he broke his uh, broke his leg? He has changed. He has not been as mobile as he used to be. If you cannot protect him and have him feel comfortable in the pocket, then you're not going to get the best deck. And I think that is the one thing that may hold him back. So hopefully, new offensive line coach. We got Tyler Smith. We got Tyron. Hopefully, he's going to be healthy. You got Terrence Steele. I see him out there working out, looking mm-hmm. good. So hopefully, the offensive line can can hold up. And if that's the case, then I think this is a a, a year where you see the competition for Dak being the best in the NFC. We'll be asking that question. Yeah. <laughs> If I'm Dak Prescott after the NBA Finals, I call Jimmy Butler and just say, can I come visit with you? Because Jimmy Butler is, he's he's never won the MVP, but Jimmy Butler is a straight dog who's Mm -hmm. a leader and his teams play with togetherness. And that's what I'm looking for for Dak Prescott as a quarterback. Now that you're working with Mike McCarthy, how can you bring this culture and you guys have a togetherness about you? That's where he needs to be. Forget you how many you MVP throwing for this or that. These opportunities that you have are running out in your career. 
And I say I look at a guy like Butler and what they have and, and the way he goes about his business, and I think of Dak in that kind of fashion like Jimmy. Jimmy the best player. But nobody grinds like Jimmy. And we've known for you. Dak is a grinder. Yeah. You know, Dak puts in the work. That's what I would like to see him become more of as a player like that. And then, of course, look at where Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat are right now. They, they didn't shock everybody, tied the NBA Finals. Um, and this is, the, by the way, people forget the second time he's played in the Finals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Houston, Texas home, by the way. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler, okay, H-Town. We, H-Town. We, we, we that's a, that's we just a, we, we say? We produce. That's a damn good comp, though. That is. I like anyway, that. I'm just, just – Giving it up <laughs> for that cup. What you got, B? No, I like that. But, um, you know, as much as I rag, you know, on Dak Prescott and we all the, the, yeah, the, the interceptions yeah, that know. he does have, um, I feel like this will be a bounce-back year for him. You know, I, I could be wrong, but I don't think he's ever, you know, back-to-back seasons has thrown, you know, all these interceptions. So I feel like he will bounce back. Like you mentioned, McCray, he has the pieces around him. He got a deep threat in Cooks. He got that do-it-all guy in C.D. Lamb. Hopefully Michael Gallup can come around. Got a tight end piece. Hopefully that offensive line uh, can, can withstand some pressure out there and give him time because, you know, in my opinion, it's going to be on his shoulders. Right. You know, we, we talk about the run game. McCarthy always talking about we're going to be running the football. They're not going to run the football <laughs> like that. All right? I mean, you're not paying this guy 40-some million and a guy that's the head coach that's playing, that's calling the plays, I've, I've never really ran the football like that in his career while he was in Green Bay and now here in, in Dallas. So they're going to throw the football. It's going to be on his shoulders. But to me, it's all going to come down to – can he make those decisions? Can he make those great decisions out there to keep this team rolling instead of compounding the issue? You know, we saw it last year when when things started getting a little shaky out there. There's one interception. All right, now i got to force this in here. And here comes another interception. Then it rolls downhill from there. So, to me, it's all about the decision-making. He has the ability. He has the smarts up there. He's a great leader, one of the best leaders I've ever been around. So, he has all that working for him. Is can he make the great decisions out there to lead this team forward? And I believe this will be a bounce back year for him. And he's got a Super Bowl play caller. Oh my God, <laughs> Danny! Oh my God. <laughs> Danny, and, 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 he, and he does, and he does. But Danny, yeah. I want to, I want to go back to you. No, know, you didn't. Oh my God, Danny, I want to go back to something. You got that, two Super Bowl uh, winning coaches on the roster. I mean, you got, I mean, you got Dan Quinn, you got Mike McCarthy. I mean, what, what? so what? You got a Super Bowl winning owner. Mm-hmm. It's not relevant. You know what they do. You know what he's going to do. There's an upgrade button. Oh, my, an upgrade button. He went in the lab. It's not even the same. He's not even running the same place. The disrespect on this show that we have for Kellen Moore is just. But, but I just can't believe it. I can't believe it. No, I, you know what? You brought up a, you brought up a great point <laughs> about the roster and how they've upgraded the wide receiver position and how things are looking up as far as the production in the passing game, but also where the offensive line is. I mean, that's the great divide. Uh, there we know that Dak can't like any quarterback can't deal with a bunch of got pressure on you. Only person that can do that is that guy in Cincinnati. He seemed to be the only one that can be <laughs> yeah, successful and still that's get true. beat up at the <laughs> He's the only one that can do that, right? But when you look at this, I mean, being a former NFL player, when you look at this roster, do has the Cowboys done a good enough job of formulating and put the, putting a roster together that can reach that championship level? Not only that, is this roster good enough to compete? Hell, let's just start in the NFC East because that's where most of the problems are. Right, listen, if you don't get if they if if their offensive line is 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 good as they believe it can be, then I think they're fine. I think the Cowboys will be fine. From what I see of the offensive line, I don't know that we have those pieces or the continuity to be as successful as we can be running the ball mm-hmm. or protecting <clears throat> Dak Prescott. I think some of those interceptions that were thrown last year, they was under some pressure. I think that our running game, when Tony Pollard went out uh, against San Fran, yeah. the, the gaps were not being open, right? And that was throughout the entire season. You brought yeah. Jason Peters in at 40, and we couldn't even figure – he was a rotating player. Like, you just don't – you don't see that type of stuff in the NFL, right? So, if your offensive line is not up to par, then you won't be competing against a team like Philly. Uh, maybe not even the Giants because – that is one of the main points of you paying your quarterback $40 million because yeah. you need to give him time to get the ball to a Cooks, a CeeDee Lamb, a Michael Gallup, or to open up those holes for Tony Pollard. And if you don't have that, then, then you will have a hard season. So if they if they as good as they believe, then I'm all right. But if not, yeah, I think it's going to be yeah, we're going to be in trouble. Louis, when you look at this roster, what do you what do you think? Do you see talent? Do you say, "Hey, there's still some some holes that need to be filled or we're a long way away from making to making it to Vegas?" At this point in time, I'm going to use that word the word I used to get togetherness. Right. Last year I thought they had a good locker room. Um 
and, and that was minus the wide receiver talent. Talent was not where we all thought it needed to be, and it, and it came back and bit him. If these guys can figure out a way to play together and and really get establish a, a, a better culture, they don't have a culture of finishing. You know, that, that's that's one of their problems. They got to get a togetherness and a culture wow. of finishing. Because what have we seen the last two years? They have not finished. <clears throat> and the way they have finished the year has been bad. So show me you can get this done. The whole roster construction, do we have this guy or that guy? I mean, and I know it's not fair to compare them to Kansas City, but they had a culture up there that they just, okay, we're going to plug people in. This is your job. Go do your job. And you go forth from there. I go back when I watch those NFL films about – you know, your Uncle Joe Green and those. There was always dudes who, this is my job. This, and that's how Chuck Noll had it, man. Dude, come in here and get your job done. This is the culture. This is the standard. Go get it done. And so, to me, I look at that. That's what these guys have to go do. Um, Rodney Harris, when I've talked to Rodney about well, how they got things done in New England, they was always changing the roster. And there was always guys like, what does this guy fit here? Does this guy fit? Hey, man, this is the standard. This is what we need you to do. Go out here and do your thing. And we're going to trust you. Do your job. So, the Cowboys can get that. And I hope that that's where Mike is I think Mike has done a really good job yeah. in managing this roster, especially after the first year. Keep that going and try to take that next step. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100% on that one, dude. When you talk about finishing, you talk about the last two years when they went into the playoffs against San Fran. I mean, you go in there the first year, the penalties you know, hurt this team, and they couldn't finish. Then you go into the next year, you go up to San Francisco, a couple injuries here and there, but – they just weren't. They just weren't playing their best ball at the right time. And to me, that comes along with the leaders in the locker room. And and I think they have you know that great mix of veteran leadership as well as young talent to go out there. And if they can get that togetherness, like you just said, New, if they can bring all that together, they got the head guy who's he's, he's the head coach and calling plays now. So they're kind of under his leadership as well. And he's done a great job these past couple of years. If they can get together on that and just find a way to finish these games, especially when you look at towards the end of the year, it's always oh man, they almost lost against Houston. Or they're losing these games that they should just demolish these teams. If we can find a way to finish the season on a high note, enter the playoffs, you know, going going on a high note, I think that'll prove huge dividends for this team. But you've seen the last couple of years, it's always these last, you know, three, four games. They end up losing to, to the commanders. Right. You know, going into the playoffs, you, you can't have that mojo going in there. You can't limp or walk into the playoffs. You got to be riding on a high stream. And if they're able to do that going into this year, I think they can make moves in the tournament. Oh, Church is talking about the AFC Invitational. Ain't it? Because, <laughs> 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 goodness gracious, you talk about limping through something? Yeah, that was right. They limp straight through the AFC. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and develop. You, you got to develop your guys, yeah. man. I mean, I, I go back to. Being at that Super Bowl 45 at, at Jerry World with Mike McCarthy's Packers, I mean, they lost Donald Driver during the game. Um, they had a good running back in, in, who was having a Pro Bowl year, Ryan Grant, who got hurt early in the year. I mean, you just you go need dudes. Charles Wilson was out of there. He got hurt. I mean, yeah. so, I mean, just look at the Miami Heat. Tyler Hero out. Here's his Duncan Robinson stepping up. So, along the way, you need different dudes. And that team you played on Jacksonville, you're going to need some guys. Yeah. Along, I mean, Deron Blair, who saw that? I didn't see that. Nah, I didn't see it. Nah, you, I mean, <laughs> no. I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you bring up you bring up an interesting point because I'm sitting there watching OTAs and I'm seeing CD Cook and, and MG all together, got their helmets together and everything. They walking together, they doing their, their thing, and I'm thinking to myself, we are one injury away from Jalen Tolbert and Simi Fajoko being your third. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's that's a reality. Yeah, it is. And that's and that's fine. So you need those guys. To do their part every day. I mean, you two play, yeah. but you need these dudes. Hey, are you serious? Are you going about your job the way you need to? I mean, what's old boy? Malcolm Butler. Yeah. They're the prime example right there, man. Nobody knew who this dude was on game day, okay? When he made the pick, literally, me and a bunch of folks over there in the media area because they killed us before they let us go out on the field. Who? Mm-hmm. Where is he from? But they coached him up and then, you know, give the player credit. He allowed himself to be coached up, knew what he needed to do. Russell threw that stupid pick. He <laughs> <laughs> and the rest it's is what history. they call history. But, that, but, yeah. that, but, but heck, that to me, is, we talk about roster construction because people want to look at names. Oh, get D-Hop, go get that. Man, you better start Kissimmee Fajoko and Jalen Tolbert and, you know, Boss Man Fat, Sam Williams. These other guys here, at some point in time, man, they are going to have to make a contribution to your football team. And while Mike McCarthy got ranked, was it 21st, 21st by, that, yeah. by that, that coaching ranking? Crazy. Mike, since he's been here, has done a good job of developing guys. I mean, Terrence Steele. Now, you got people using draft picks in the first round to go get dudes like Terrence Steele, and they've developed them. 
you got to have these guys ready to go. I mean, even the Eagles, I mean, I give them credit. They have developed guys, too. You start looking at the teams who are, who, who are who's playing well. They develop. you got to develop people, man. Say whatever you want about Howard. They have developed people, which is why he's sitting here with two coaches now that he's hired in their second years of taking this team to the, to the Super Bowl. We can sit up here and dislike them all we want to, but right now you could look, hey, what's, what's the standard at? Yeah. You know? And somewhere in this country, a toilet bowl just flushed. And look, we're going to look on the other side of the ball. We're going to look on the other side of the ball and talk about something that has no question marks in it at all. And that is the Cowboys defense coming up next on the Players' Lounge. (laughs) Hi, I'm Danny McCray, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and pataya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages, with pre-game sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the Players' Lounge. The schedule is set in limited tickets for the 2023 Dallas Cowboys season at AT&T Stadium are available now. Don't miss your chance to see your Cowboys live at AT&T Stadium when they host the NFC East rival Eagles. Giants and Commanders, plus the Rams, Seahawks, Patriots, Lions, and Jets. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash tickets or SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Back in action here on the Players' Lounge. And as I was going to break, it occurred to me that uh, over the weekend, over the last week, that we've had some um, some Twitter stuff going on mm. with one Kelvin Joseph. I'm not going to call him by his rap moniker. Kelvin uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joseph. Break it down for us, Brother Nui. What's going on on Twitter with Kelvin? Kelvin jo- Kelvin Joseph has heard. He's heard mm. the chatter. Mm. He heard the yeah, chatter. He's heard the chatter. Okay. He said, Did he hear yeah. from D- Danny McCray? Uh, uh, well, who he hear from? Say, I, I, I he hasn't said. I ain't, I, listen, I ain't messing with that dude. I ain't messing with Kentucky <laughs> to the, with the Kentucky Wildcat. I mean, we got a real I hope, deal. He, I hope he does. As a matter of fact, I gave him props. I said, hey, man, he balling on special teams, <laughs> and, and they should be honored to have him as long as he's not making those penalties, him and C.J. Goodwin. So, the Kentucky Wildcat. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LSU slash wild, the LSU Golly. Wildcat. Golly. <laughs> so, from now on, <laughs> he going to be my L- boss man, the LSU. You wildcat. They don't exist. Um, so, Kelvin, 
has been tweeting, but this was the one tweet that, that made me kind of like, ooh, okay. So Jordan Lewis sent oh. out the tweet three days ago. No, it was what, uh, June 1st. Okay, June 1st. And he says, Trey, Gilly, DB, JK, Lick, Dono, Is, Bell, we got the best in the league, bro, 100. And he's responding to Des Bryant. Jordan Lewis is. Kelvin Joseph comes back, and he quote tweets. He says, boss man fat. Let's not forget him. Sounds sound like they forgot him. They did to me. That's what it sounded like to me. Hey, bro, listen. I, 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 cause mm. I, Drama! I like, I like the guy. That's what I wanted to tell you, bro. Hey, just focus on your special teams role right now because that's that's what they pegged you as at the mm-hmm. moment, right? And if once you start trying to, you know, hey, man, I'm, I'm more than this and I need to be on the – that's when you start slacking on both, all right? So <laughs> make sure on special teams you out there doing what they paying yeah. you to do, which is be a core special teams player, a gunner, a flyer who's going to make those tackles. And when you get your shot to get out there on defense, then you go out there and prove your point. What happened was you got that option, that shot last year. Yeah. I'm gonna tell y'all what he did, like like I do with your 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 tweets. I forgot to he probably forgot to to tweet that from his from ghost his account. <laughs> <laughs> Kelvin also a lot of pocket. Anyone? Kelvin also tweeting. I'm back in that mode. I was just going through a phase. We can't downplay God's gift. Time to show. I'm really him. After critics. I accept it all. Back on my dog. Mm. He also tweeted. Oh goodness! All right. That's when he realized. Right. See, that's when he realized he wasn't in the burner. He had like, to come back hard. He started he start getting, start getting the comments up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah dog. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> are they hyping or hating? And then yeah. now you're defensive. <laughs> yes. Uh, he says, "I want to see everybody shine. If you get yours, make sure I get mine. If that's how it goes." Oh, he rapping. Oh, oh that's all right. Yeah, he put bars. Bars. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all right. Now, on May 22nd, he <laughs> tweeted out, I'm understanding it all now. Y'all finna be in trouble. Mm-hmm. He understanding it all now. Man. That took you some time, but I guess, you know, we're glad where the stick is stuck, you know. Yeah. So if that's what he's seeing, then that's what's going on. But nonetheless, I think what Jordan Lewis was trying to say and what everybody is seeing, that the Cowboys have a special mix of players. If you look at, you know, from J.K. to bringing in Stephon Gilmore to what we were talking about with Trayvon Diggs, this front line with Mozzie coming in, how special they can be. And this defense on paper right now, has the potential to be a very special defense. <clears throat> Do you see the same thing? Because obviously with Dan Quinn's influence over this defense, these guys can be top five in the league. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw it last year. I've been saying that we're going to be a top ten defense for the last couple of years, and, you know, the stats are based off total yards given up and all the other stuff. But we can all say with the eye test that when you watch this team play, that they are a top ten defense. Like, when you go against, you say, you know what, our defense against whatever offense we're playing, most of the time you're picking our defense over them. Yeah. Depend, you know, unless you're playing Kansas City or sometimes Philly, you know, just last year. But our defense has been top notch. And now you just added a Stephon Gilmore. You got a first-round pick in uh, Mozzie Smith to clog up the middle, which we thought had been the weakness uh, for the last couple of years. So, absolutely. You know I, the the top five. You know the vibe. Top five. Dan Quinn's here, baby. Top five. I'm with you on that. I mean, they got all the pieces. You know, D-line, they can rush the quarterback. They got yeah. secondary back there that can hold their own. So, what's not like to like about this this defense? So, I, I can see them being a top five, even statistically well. I can see them being a the top five. But real quick question. Did, did he say CJ's name in there? No, they don't look at him as that. Are, are we a top five defense if Kevin Joseph is out there uh, at cornerback? No. Okay. I just don't I, I don't I'm see saying, it personally. I'm saying, from what but, I've seen. But, I don't but see when, it. You, when you go across the roster and all those people that were named and you got your roster out there, any one of those people that Jordan Lewis plugged in, you'll be like, you know what, we probably still top five. Yeah. And then – you know, so like, no offense to the guy, I'm just telling like this. You know, that's what it is. So go out there and ball out, and then it, that'll change the conversation. When you're talking about the okay, Trey and Gilly one and two. Yeah. Okay. So you know, you got D- DB. Bland played. Okay. He deserves. A sh- you know. Okay. You got Jordan Lewis. I mean, you start looking. You know, you start looking at who your your your, your top three guys are. He's not in the top three. Not in the top four. So he can say, "Don't forget me." Well. 
you got forgot by your own teammate. <laughs> right. It's play. It's That's play. not it's a good look. When, when, when he got his shot was, last year, that is what got him in the position that he's in he now. Was, Can was, he get better? Yeah, but like right now, he's got I was there in Jacksonville. It. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know you have to do this, this, and this. Because <laughs> what, what happened to Trevor, Trevor Lawrence? Was like, oh. Yeah. There he is. There you go. We'll see what happened. Old, to big old red blink, wherever he was, big old red blinking light. They went there and they were scored. And he got benched. And then he just became full time, you know, special teams in that in that and, game. And he played well in that in so, that role. Right, in that role. But so when he says, Don't forget about me, what's the old line? It says, um, your actions should speak so loud you don't have to speak. say anything. Yeah. yeah. Right now, what we see on the field is Parcells. All I can go by is what I see. What I see right now is Kelvin Joseph as a corner. This is not cutting it for a guy who is a second-round pick. Yeah. He has been he has been a disappointing player at corner. As a special teamer, he well. has earned his spot on the team. Yes. You do need him. You need him. He does help you. But when you want to say, hey, man, don't forget me, go out there and show people that you don't need to be. Let, let me be clear about this, too, all right, Kelvin Joseph. All right? I've been in your position, my brother. All right? I was on special teams. I got my chance to start. And, I, listen, when I lost my spot, you didn't see me out there tweeting, talking about that. I say, man, hey, I, know, I know exactly where I need to be at, bro. Put me back on special teams. All right? <laughs> let me go out here and make my money. That's the but some, people, but some people just can't. They, they don't yeah, understand. Yeah. Hey, man, with your play, that's how you can shut the uh, naysayers up. But your play didn't prove it. So, now you got another shot. Guys, Maybe. Guys, that's going to be uh, – this is an off-season wrap. Yeah. On the Players' Lounge. And when we return after the this little short break that we're going to get, my man, I have a tan. Uh, <laughs> D-Mac, are you going in survival mode anytime soon, or what's going on with you? Nah, man, I'm family time, bro. family time. Yeah, yeah, I'm family time. Chilling okay. with the wife, chilling with the daughter. What it? about you? What you got going on in the offseason? Just do what the game asks you to do. So. Do what the game. Okay. So Marlo? Marlo stands for Ava? That's Ron Washington. Ron Washington. That's not prop jokes. Ron Washington. That's not That's not clean. I leave the game. They still love me. No. So I can't put my pinky finger in the air and say we're going to Italy, but hey, Orange Beach, Alabama, we on our way. Yeah. I wish y'all need that. Hey, by the way, let everybody know about the big event coming up. Yes. Yes, yes, this Saturday, Nibble and Mingle. Uh, it is benefiting a scholarship for the University of North Texas and students getting a scholarship that have been affected by parents that have cancer. It's awesome. It's going to be at the Highland Hotel this Saturday. All of Hall of Famers galore will be there. My Uncle Joe will be there. Uh, Charles Haley, Tony Dorsett. A lot of guys will be there for uh, this week. It's going to be special, man. So if you can make it out to the Highland Hotel on Saturday at 7 o'clock, it will be a great event. Let me add this. Okay, when you go to this event, Joe, Uncle Joe is Joe Green. He make the guys wear the wear the jacket, the Hall of Fame jacket. So they're walking. Here's Tony Dor. You can walk up and talk to Tony Dorsett, Earl Campbell. I mean, it is Randy White. I mean, dude, the best of the best are there. It is better than any autograph show that you're going to. Mm-hmm. It is worth. It is truly worth it, man. It's better. You got better access to these guys than you would if you tried to go to Canton. Pro Football Hall of Fame. No lie yeah. right there, man. Um, nice. it's, it's a hell of an event. If you love football, old school guys, they respect them. And they all appreciate the people that come up there and really just say, hey, man, thank you, man. Thank yeah. you for what you did. You made me a football fan. So it's a great event. Great event. And your boy is hosting it. Hey. Hey, man. But that's a wrap, man. We'll see you on the other side for the Players' Lounge. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!